I found out through like social media, my friends that they were vaccinated. So I just, yeah, I just went here and got vaccinated. That's what it sounded like at an arena in Montreal's Cote d'Ange district on the weekend. Thousands of teenagers lining up to get their first COVID-19 shots. Quebec and Ontario became the latest provinces to let kids and young adults 12 years old and up take the Pfizer vaccine. But while the teens lining up seemed happy, that isn't the case for one Jewish family doctor in Ottawa. Dr. Neely Kaplan-Mirth says family doctors also want to be giving vaccines to their own young patients. But she says the Ontario government won't let them. We try to reach out to our own patients and book our own patients and bring them in to our offices where they're comfortable, where they feel safe, where they know us. Many of my patients who are 12 years old, I've known them since they were newborns and I can't immunize them. So it makes no sense. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. I'm Ellen Bessner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, May 26, 2021. Neely Kaplan-Mirth is a high-profile family doctor in Ottawa, and she's been in the news a lot. Recently, she gave NDP leader Jagmeet Singh his first COVID shot at her office. Coming up, we'll hear why she thinks it's silly she can't vaccinate her own teenage patients, and her thoughts on the AstraZeneca vaccine, the risks and the myths. But first, here's what's making news in Canada right now. A dozen high-profile Jewish members of Parliament, including some from Canada, have issued a statement condemning the rise of anti-Semitism these last two weeks. The politicians come from Canada, the U.S., Australia, the U.K., and Israel, and they decided to speak out Tuesday due to the physical attacks on Jews in Winnipeg and Montreal, also New York and London and elsewhere, plus the deluge of online hatred on social media. Montreal Liberal MP Anthony Housefather says it's the worst he's seen, forcing Jewish people to think twice before leaving their homes. The group is calling on TikTok and other social media giants to remove anti-Semitic posts and stop the spread of hate speech, which they fear can give rise to physical attacks. Meanwhile, 30 Jewish organizations from Winnipeg also issued a statement Tuesday welcoming the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, but condemning the calls for the murder of Jews. Winnipeg police were called after a Jewish family in the city operating a food cart Monday was targeted with anti-Semitic harassment and threats. No charges have been laid so far. And from Vancouver, the Jewish community is marking the death of Cornelia Hahn Oberlander. She was a landscape architect. Her work developing gardens for the city can be seen at Robson Square, at the Vancouver Public Library's Central Branch, and the Van Dusen Botanical Garden Visitor Center, among other places. It was her idea to use logs for seats on Vancouver's public beaches. She died Saturday. She was 99. Dr. Neely Kaplan-Mirth has 1,400 patients and 13,000 followers on Twitter. She's been outspoken to make sure marginalized people get vaccines, like frontline workers, single parents, refugees, folks who have trouble accessing the confusing Ontario internet portals to book their shots, or simply have no transportation. She's already organized two mass public vaccination clinics in Ottawa called Jabapaloozas, where she gave out over 800 shots, not only to her own patients, but to hundreds of others. There's another one coming up June 5th, if she can get enough vaccines. But her own patients, between 12 and 17 years old, won't be able to get vaccinated in her office. She joins us now to tell us why. We've been advocating since January for family doctors to be able to immunize our patients. It's what we do. It's our bread and butter. We immunize people for every other disease, but we have not been included in this rollout. So 
Um, yeah, right now, you know, only Pfizer can be used for the for the 12 to 17 year old age range and public health in Ottawa and most of the province is not giving Pfizer to family doctors or to pediatricians. Instead, we're seeing images of ice cream trucks going around and giving vaccines. We're seeing big box pharmacies like shoppers giving out vaccines and then all the lineups outside of mass vaccine clinics. But uh, we try to reach out to our own patients and book our own patients and bring them in to our offices where they're comfortable, where they feel safe, where they know us. Many of my patients who are 12 years old, I've known them since they were newborns and I can't immunize them. So it makes no sense. So is it because of a shortage or is it just because... Um... Do you think there's other explanations? It's politics. We don't have lobbyists. We don't have the same kind of clout at a provincial level. We were excluded from the vaccine task forces. So we are, you know, we're kind of like the um, representatives of women and children and seniors. And we're women ourselves, primarily as family doctors. And our province has not shown that it really cares very much about community. So when it comes to primary care saying, why are you excluding us? The, the answer is simply because we don't matter as far as Ontario is concerned. We could have booked all of our patients and there are thousands of us across Ontario who would have done that. So that would have been tens of thousands of patients who wouldn't have had to hunt around. And I, I mean, I don't know about, you know, uh, everybody else's patients, but I can certainly tell you that my patients who are 89 and 90, they can't just follow vax hunters and jump in their cars and drive to wherever there's a pop-up clinic. So the, the idea that uh, you see in social media, oh, I didn't have any problem. Well, that's because you live in Toronto and there are, you know, 25 different places that you can run to to get the vaccine. But if you're in Ottawa, there is just simply, you know, significantly decreased availability of vaccine, but also inability for people who are the most vulnerable to access it. So again, for the example in Ottawa, because the clinics that have vaccine right now for the 12 year olds are out in suburbs, what are you supposed to do if you're a single mother of five children and you live in poverty and you don't have a car? And actually somebody told me yesterday that, you know, they tried to book their three kids. And because of the way that the provincial system works, they log in, they sign in, they register one of their children, and then they go to register the next child and that site isn't available anymore. So now they're driving, you know, to one suburb for one child to another suburb for another child that's taking off time from work. That's that's unpaid leave. The, the um, prime minister back in February had said to us very clearly, uh, yeah, uh, family doctors are the trusted source of information. And even in terms of addressing people's questions about vaccines, we are the source that would have made sense for people to go to, to get their vaccine. And instead, we're literally blocked from doing so. So, you know, what are you saying to your patients about the AstraZeneca um, second dose, which people are now allowed to go get? It is still considered uh, safe for people to get their second dose of AstraZeneca. The, the risk of having an adverse reaction after having had a first dose is significantly lower than it is for a second, with the second dose, it's, it's significantly lower. Um, so we're saying that uh, people who are eligible, who are um, within the time frame where they can get their second dose of AstraZeneca, that they should still step up and get their second dose. We do not want people, and now I'm even hearing people say, well, I don't want Moderna, I want Pfizer. That's nonsense. All of the vaccines that we're offering have been 
approved by Health Canada. They've been approved by our National Advisory Committee on Immunizations. It is uh, really important that people don't pass up the opportunity to get a second dose because one dose of a vaccine is not enough. You need to have your second dose. So we're also, I mean, we're saying that and, and also being humble in terms of the science. As information changes, our guidance changes. And my patients, those 825 patients who got their first dose in April and in the beginning of May are going to be eligible, hopefully sooner than August. Right now we've booked them for August, but if we're able to offer them their second doses in June or in July, then we will. And, um, and we want people to step up and get the vaccine that's offered to them. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. My pleasure. Ontario's family doctors said they were promised to be receiving some Moderna and Pfizer allotments in May. I contacted Ontario's health ministry, but didn't receive an answer by our deadline. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. If you have a story for us about vaccines or any other ideas, get in touch ebessner at the cjn.ca. And we'll close the episode now. But remember the story earlier on when I talked about why a dozen Jewish politicians from around the world issued a statement about recent high levels of anti-Semitism? Well, here's how one of them, Anthony Housefather, sees the situation in his Montreal writing. I've never remembered anything like this. I, I, I don't recall in all of my years as an elected official this level of concern, certainly after the shootings in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, the shootings, the shootings in Poway in the United States, after Charlottesville in the United States, after we had the firebombing at the Herzliya High School um, in Montreal a long, long time ago, there were always concerns. But now with the use of social media and all of the way that everybody can scare each other on social media, let alone the posts that are scary and anti-Semitic, but that we convince each other as well that certain things are true that aren't true, we get into a much more heightened level of concern than we previously did if we didn't have social media. 